106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You're telling me you're 100% certain that CBS News, CBS News Corporation, National, staged a fake event. They faked the news. They faked the reality and broadcasted that to all of their audience last Friday on CBS This Morning. 100%, absolutely. All right, guys, so if you want to talk about tyranny in America, look no further than the story of Shelley Luther. Shelley Luther is a salon owner, and as you can tell by the title up here, she has been sentenced to a fine in seven days in jail. Why? Because Shelley Luther wanted to feed her children. That's why. We are being so unfair to the salon and barber profession. It is absolute insanity. Salon uh, and barbers and hairstylists in general are trained in sanitation. They're trained in ways to keep their business sanitary for their customers. If anything, if we can allow Target and Walmart and the places like this to be open, we should be allowing barbers and salons to open, but I digress. The bigger story is this woman was taken to court and the most shocking thing is that this judge who is open for re-election, by the way, and people in Texas, you need to remember that and get this tyrannical, non-freedom-loving judge out of there. He says to her that people, Americans, do not fight back against orders from the government. Uh, Como say what? Excuse me? That is not how this works at all, dude. And you're a judge? He tells her, that he will simply make her pay the fine of seven grand and she will not have to do jail time if, are you ready for this? If she apologizes to the government and to the elected officials who she blatantly disrespected by going against their order. Uh, so in other words, you want her to kiss the ring is what you want. And the answer is, Absolutely no. This woman stood there and said, you call me selfish. I'm not apologizing because it is not selfish to feed your children. It is not selfish that her other barbers and her salon uh, uh, employees are going without food because they're wanting their children to eat instead. It is not selfish to provide for your family. What's selfish and what's arrogant and what's pompous is demanding a law-abiding citizen kiss the ring of the government because she is more American than you will ever be. God bless Shelley Luther. Governor Greg Abbott, I challenge everyone to share this video right now. Governor Abbott, I respect you, sir. I really admire you as a governor and as a person. Sir, with all respect, you need to fix this and you need to fix it right now. Also, as far as Shelley Luther is concerned, I will gladly pay your fine for you. We need more Americans like you. We need people with the balls that you have to stand up and stand for freedom. God bless you, Shelley Luther. Shame on you, government officials in Texas where she is. Shame on you to that horrific, tyrannical judge. And this is America. Remember that.
This is Lou Benninger. If you're listening to No Hostages Radio, and this is our 58th episode, and this is a May 9th episode, and we're working on it uh, a couple uh, days ahead of time in the middle of the night, so it's nice and quiet. And uh, I had better intentions to get it done during the day when I'm fresher. But we went down to the capital of uh, California, or some people are calling it Chinafornia now, or Kamifornia, because Gavin Newsom, the governor, is selling out the state to China and, and getting a head start on creating a communist state. We'll talk more about that uh, in a minute, but uh, we're here in Northern California. And we were down today because it's the National Day of Prayer today, and usually it's highlighted by events throughout the uh, nation and various communities. And usually, uh, year after year, the Christian businessmen conduct a prayer breakfast in Yuba City at the church I attend. But <clears throat> because of the lie of COVID virus, Kung Fu, Kung flu, uh, we have just shut down our entire state, and it's a great opportunity for the state then to dictate, once they shut everything down, it's a great opportunity then to only allow certain things to start again in a way that they want them to start under complete dictatorial control. And that's what's going on right now. If you think this was all about an illness— this uh, coronavirus or Corona-19 or Kung flu or Wuhan flu is just a bug. You've had many bugs in your life. But they made it out to be the Black Plague to scare the hell out of you. And then they initiated a set of rules that were, were uh, delivered down through the bureaucracies of the United States of America and uh, – so we're suffering under those. I'm going to get to that more details in a minute. But let me let me bounce back and just say the reason I'm doing this in the middle of the night, when actually it's quieter and it seems better, I just don't have the steam I do during the day. We were down at the state capitol where there, uh, we went down there. It's now um, the Constitution is no longer honored. We do not have freedom of assembly in order to assemble, uh, you have to ask permission of the government. The same way if you want to buy a gun, you have to ask permission of the government, get a license to carry. Uh, that Those are both uh, acknowledging you lost your First and Second Amendment rights. So we went down today. I don't know how many there were there, maybe a 1,000 people. I don't know. They had almost as many cops uh, in riot gear for a prayer meeting. Isn't that interesting? It just is so amazing uh, from all my trips to China and Vietnam and Cambodia and Laos. The communist countries heavy on military and police and uh, the concept of the government serving the people has long been taken away. No one even whimpered. They just surrendered their rights to the First and Second Amendment and uh, the Declaration to Concepts and the Declaration of Independence all, all been d 
for, forfeited. So we were down today, and, and uh, it was a great, great experience, wonderful people, peaceful people, loving people, a lot of people that were following Jesus, took communion together on the, on the curb of the Capitol, the west side of the Capitol, and uh, had some, some singing and some prayers and some encouraging words, exhortation to take the resistance to the local community. We'll still be having meetings statewide, etc., but to uh, reminder or exhortation to take the fight or the resistance to the local community. I've said that for a long time, that if we can't win the fight in the town we live in, you're not going to win the fight at the state level or you're not going to win the fight at the federal level. It's just that the resistance starts at the local level. So we were down there and we had uh, a great time. This is like the third time. I don't know if it's in three weeks or four weeks. I told somebody today that I, I almost think I should get an apartment down there. I'm down there so often now. Normally didn't used to go to Sacramento hardly ever. And now I've been down there three times in four weeks, I think, or three times in three weeks, however it works out. Um, we are fighting for our lives while most of the nation is totally asleep. The church uh, has folded. I was talking to some people from Santa Clara County. They are former pastors. They're quite elderly. They were there. They drew, drove all the way from Santa Clara County to Sacramento to protest, wanting our state back. And uh, they said there's no churches open down where they are. And uh, it just seems like throughout the country, churches just willingly and with some excitement and zeal uh, quit having regular meetings and seem happy with that. It's interesting because in China they aren't and they've been suffering under communism for years. But Americans, it may show the lack of interest in real um discipleship and following of Jesus that they really, even though they claim they aren't, they're just religious people. They aren't really, uh, they don't really, you know, you know, some people think they're a little better than you and they think, well, you know, I don't really, I'm not really involved in church. I'm just spiritual. And I always thought, you know, something you ought to let me decide whether you're spiritual or not by looking at you. Right. Instead of people, people describe, it's like when people say they're a really good person, I'd say, you know, that's for me to decide. Right? It's kind of like if you have an ice cream bar and it says, I'm really good. I'll say, you know something, let me taste Let me taste it, and then I'll tell you how good it is. So when people say to me, oh, I'm not this way, I'm just really spiritual. I thought, oh, yeah, let me check some of that spirituality out. So anyway, we were down there today, and um, let me give you a couple uh, introductory remarks like I normally do for new people. Uh this is uh, No Hostages Radio, and I don't know whether you got here through a podcast or looking on our website. I advertise our website at the uh, end of my Territorial Dispatch articles in the, uh, the same paper, Territorial Dispatch. You can look it up on the Internet at TerritorialDispatch.com. If somebody says, oh, you should read this article, he didn't know what he's talking about, you can always look that up and, and follow it back and look at them online territorialdispatch.com. I used to say .biz, but they, the paper changed hands, and so now it's .com. It's, uh, it's nice. It's easy reading on the Internet. Or you can get a hard copy. 
so uh, you may have you may got a referral from like some guy asked me tonight right before church. He said, "Hey, I heard you got a podcast. What's the name of it?" And I said, "No Hostages Radio." That's all you need. If you're just going to go to your podcast source, that's all you need. So uh, if you want to reach out to me, send me an email and relay something you like or don't like about the show. You can go to Lou, L-O-U, at NoHostagesRadio.com, NoHostagesRadio.com, Lou at. Uh, or if you want to dial me up or, or text me or something, you can do that at 530-713-1838. If you like the show and you want to uh, support it uh, or you want me to promote your business, you can contact me at that uh, email or you can text me or something and we can work out something. I have a few people. I'm not really out to make a lot of money on this. I like to cover the costs because I use money to my own money to uh, do a lot of work in Southeast Asia with orphans. And the underground church that's being persecuted by communists, it's much worse off right now than we are, but we, we've never been quite here. So I'm sitting tonight under the uh, really nice light, and you hear this fan. You can't hear the fan, I hope. Uh, I can't hear it. I have a nice fan that's keeping me cool and keeping all the equipment cool right above me. And that was installed by, by my friend Dave Greenitz with Greenitz Construction Company. Uh, he, he usually does, uh, kitchen and bath remodels and, uh, he's the best in town at it, but he also does some, some repairs and upgrades for me. He's very kind. He and his wife and I, we've been friends since they were teenagers. I was a little bit older, maybe four or five years older than them, but they've been friends of mine for years. We've been serving Jesus together. And, uh, so he comes over and solves all my mechanical problems. Like if I can't get in the house, he gets the door fixed. Or if I can't get out or if something breaks or I can't get the electricity to work right. Or I, it's like in this room when we set it up to do podcasts, uh, it got hot in here. I said, man, I got to cool this place down. And uh, I don't have central air in this old house. So he put this really cool fan, sits right above me, and gives me great light and cools me off. All remote control. I feel like a real techie. Well, I thank you so much. Uh, we thank, anyway, Dave, let me give you a couple ways to get a hold of Dave since I, I started talking about him regarding this fan. By the way, it's starting to get hot, and one of the things... You might not think about it. Once you look at his website and his Facebook site, I'll give you those, greenitzconstruction.com, green with E-T-Z, construction.com, or uh, Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook. Uh, it's, it's called Dave Greenitz Construction on Facebook. So you can go there and see the before and after pictures. He just posts them almost every week now or every other week post, uh, he just shows what, what it looked like in the floor plan before he got started and what it looked like in the floor plan after he got, after he finished pretty amazing stuff. It always, I, I always give him a wow icon, uh, Facebook, but, uh, you can reach him through those two sites, Facebook and website, and you can call him at six, eight, two, nine, six, zero, two. That's a five, three, zero area code six, eight, two, nine, six, zero, two. And you can leave a, a message if he if he doesn't answer. Most of the time, he answers the phone himself. And if you have to leave a message, he'll be back to you. Probably, uh, you will be shocked at how fast. Frankly, 
So um, check it out and do business, and maybe he'll give you out. Say uh, that you heard it on the show here, and that I brought up the fact that sometimes he gives a dead head discount because he used to be a when he's a youngster he used to follow the Grateful Dead around. He liked to watch them. So Dave Green is construction. He operates here in Yuban Sutter counties, and uh, he's a craftsman. You know, they're not builders; they're craftsmen. And he's got a, three or four crews with a lot of great subs, and uh, they all take great pride in what they do. They don't cheat people. They don't misrepresent things. They clean up. They show up when they're supposed to. They're just they just do a really classy job. Check it out. Don't just take my word for it, right? Uh, my, he's my friend, but even if he wasn't my friend, I wouldn't allow him, I wouldn't talk about him on the radio unless I thought it was the best pro, best product in town. Uh, I ran across this quote from Plato, and I thought, what a time! What a time for a great quote like this. He said, "If you do not take an interest in the affairs of your government." then you are doomed to live under the rules of fools or under the rule of fools. I'll say that again. If you do not take an interest in the affairs of your government, then you are doomed to live under the rule of fools. I find that with, with just a couple counties that we have here, we have kind of twin cities or twin counties and uh, with two boards of supervisors and three or four city, four city councils and, couple police departments, three police departments, two sheriff's departments, multitude of fire departments. If It's hard to keep track of what's going on right now around here ever, you know, whether it's good or bad. It's just busy. And it's it's uh, when Plato talks about taking an interest in the affairs of government. One of the problems in the United States of America is that many people decided at some point to check out on that taken interest in the affairs of government. And most people thought about it in terms of well, uh, whether or not they like to vote or not. Actually, Plato was kicking it up quite a bit higher than that and said uh, he's not asking you whether you're willing to vote or not. He's speaking to lots of different cultures since he lived so long ago. He's speaking to lots of different cultures that some people don't even get to vote, but he says if you don't take an interest in the affairs of your government, what does that look like? That means you show up at meetings, you Watch what people are saying, whether you look at it in the paper or on the Internet, and what policies or how they're spending money and this and that. Taking an interest is not just BSing at the kitchen table, but it's actually being an activist. It's really being an activist. We probably could have said, if you don't want to be an activist and address the issues of your government, then you are doomed to live under the rule of fools. So you might want to think that. You might want to see if that shoe fits for you. So uh, recently um, at Glad Tidings, we organized a, an email blitz of all the county leaders. I'll put quotes, air quotes around that. Leaders, city council, supervisors, administrators, and we sent them emails. I didn't send an email myself. I just wrote an article in the Territorial Dispatch, and the theme of my article was, uh, set us free or step aside was the title set us free or step aside and my argument was or still is 
There really isn't any need in a socialist or communist government when the dictates are coming from a central managed system like Sacramento. There's really no need for a city council or a board of supervisors. Those came up because we were locally driven and the state just provided more protection for us. But the cities and the counties were the place where politics or the policies of life really were ground out. And that's where people took an interest because why why would they take more interest there? Because they knew the people involved and they think, oh, I can't believe that guy's going to be a city councilman. He's a liar. He's a cheat. He's a molester. And they knew they knew who the bad people were. They didn't need to be sold a big bill of goods with a public relations firm at the state level. At the local level, they knew what was shaken with somebody. He's an addict. He's an alcoholic. He's unfaithful to his wife. They knew those things. And so that's why today at the prayer vigil, they said, model what Yuba Sutter did, and they dealt with the situation on a local level. So what happened was we put some, we tried to influence but with because we had the backing of science, if I'm putting air quotes around that as well, we had the backing of the truth that this coronavirus is BS, BS. And they utilized or leveraged the takeover or socialistic uh, usurping of our government by claiming that there's this hidden killer out there and now we're all trying to protect ourselves or protect each other from this hidden killer and if you don't work at it then you really don't care about your neighbor it's divide and conquer and so uh the two after putting some pressure on city council and the board of supervisors they actually voted and sent a letter to the governor and said, we would like to, um, we don't want to be in their lockdown anymore. We want our businesses to go back to work and all our people to go back to work. And because we've had no, not, not much sickness up here. And even if we did or didn't have any sickness, we shouldn't have ever stopped operating. It didn't help us at all. Uh, many people have no clue what's going on with the medical end. They're just ignorant. I'll just tell you the way it is. They're ignorant. Some are deluded. There's a spirit of delusion on the country. Some people I talk to that are, I think are fairly intelligent when it runs, runs, running the business. I look at them and it's looked like just, just after, uh, just before I talked to them, somebody hit them in the side of the head with a two by four. Cause they're not processing. They just, they're just uh, stupid. They're stupid upstairs. Uh, so what what Yuba Sutter did is said we're going to open up and start business again on this uh, Monday I think it was this past Monday well some of those businesses are run under the auspices of they, they have special licenses like uh, restaurants have licenses for selling drinks at the table different than off-sale liquor license and uh, then we also have people they call the cosmetology license, which which falls uh, the people like, um, uh, what do you call it, pedicure, all the cures. And uh, manicure, pedicure, 
haircuts, salons, all that kind of stuff, all that falls under that commission called the Cosmetology, Cosmetology Board. And so they sent their Nazis up here this week uh, saying that even though your local people uh, said open up, uh, uh, they don't do they aren't jacked to us. And you have to obey what we say. And so if you don't obey what we say, we're going to cut we're going to shut you down. And I just want to say to all of them, you can go get yourself screwed. You and Gavin Newsom and all the rest of you. And so what my word to the cosmetology people are and all the rest of them uh, is, like Ben Franklin said, we'll either all hang together or we're all going to hang separately. But if we all hang together and just keep on working and just say, you know something, we, we have our cosmetology training and our license. And if you if you have a problem with that, just because we don't we want to go to work. You haven't found any fault with our organization, our business. You just have a problem with us not wanting to follow the dictator's decree. So therefore, we're going to go on without your license. So do what you want to do. You want to bring people down here and shoot barbers? Let's just get it on. Because at some point, like I was watching a uh, an officer on the uh, – he made a video sitting in his car. And he has fought in wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, and he was reminding other officers, he said, you keep violating people's civil rights, their constitutional rights. One of these days, they're going to start firing back at you, and all hell's going to break loose, and you don't, you've never been in that kind of firefight because people are going to fight, and they're going to go down fighting. It isn't just going to be, oh, well, fight, we'll fight for a while and decide we don't want to fight anymore. It's going to be a fight till the death, and, and a lot of the police officers are going to die. Because uh, they are enforcing laws, uh, they're enforcing rules that are not laws. They're not constitutional. They're just following orders. Why? Because they don't want to lose their job. They don't have any principle. They're not founding. They took an oath, but they don't really believe the oath. I'm way over. I got to take a break. Uh, I got some clips here to play for you today, and we're going to do those. So if you're new to that, to that, I'll have four or five minutes of clips. I'll be right back. I'm going to have a little drink to cool my throat. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be just back in a second, but I have these clips that you'll enjoy. Okay, hold on. administration will take all necessary steps to safeguard our citizens from this threat. 
hysterical xenophobia. Be giving Americans a false sense. Is it accurate that if these uh, steps had not been put in place, it could have been two million people dead here in the United States? Yes. No matter how hard they try to stop us, they can't. We built the greatest economy the world has ever seen, and we're going to do it again. Together, we're beating back the invisible enemy. What the federal government did was a phenomenal accomplishment. Through it all, the world has witnessed the unyielding resolve of our incredible American people. Promise made, promise kept. And I'm fighting for you, and I love doing it with everything that I have. And you know that. With the grace of God, we will win this war, and we will win this war quickly. And we will make America great again. Judge Andrew Napolitano recently made the following accurate claims on Fox Business Channel. The lockdown in Maine, just like the lockdowns everywhere else, is without legal authority. It may be wise, it may be scientific, it may be the right thing to do. I cooperate with it, you cooperate with it, the overwhelming majority of Americans may cooperate with it. But it is not the law. Governors don't write law, only state legislatures do. Recently, I have noticed many scientific experts, having reviewed the now available data, are concluding that the COVID-19 virus is not as dangerous and not as deadly as had previously been imagined. However, it appears the lawless actions of many governors across our country are proving to be more dangerous and deadly than perhaps anyone can imagine. As we have said before, any governor's false imprisonment of the general populace in their homes, the arbitrary declaration of some commerce as non-essential, the misuse of police powers to enforce pretended legislation is all without constitutional authority and demonstrates a profound disrespect for the rule of law. Briefly described, the rule of law is the principle that all people, including those in authority and all institutions, are accountable to the law, which is fairly applied and enforced. In Federalist Paper 47, father of the Constitution, James Madison, made the assertion, the accumulation of all powers, legislative, executive, and judiciary, in the same hands, whether of one, a few, or many, and whether hereditary, self-appointed, or elective, may justly be pronounced the very definition of tyranny. Last week, I had the opportunity to address a crowd of a thousand or so patriots at the capital of North Carolina. I reasoned that the lawless closure order of the governor was outrageous and filled with contempt for the rule of law. But isn't it also dangerous because lawlessness breeds lawlessness? In my study of history, when the chief executive of the state jettisons his duty as a protector of rights and becomes a violator of rights, he becomes a lawbreaker and he sets an example that encourages other officials to lose respect for law and order as well. In his famous book entitled The Law, Frederick Bastiat noted, No society can exist unless the laws are respected. The safest way to make laws respected is to make them respectable. When those who are charged with enforcing the law use the law to break the law, doesn't the law become perverted and disrespected? Well, yes. I recently went out to play Ultimate Frisbee with a handful of families that had been quarantining over the past month. While keeping distance, we were still asked by a reluctant law enforcement officer to disperse. However, another officer, clearly at odds with this ridiculous order, informed us of another park where we would not be harassed, and we were able to finish the day's enjoyment. While my story ends with a good recreational conclusion, I submit to you there is not another country where the arm of tyrannical coercive socialism will not harass us. 
In the words of Samuel Adams, Courage then, my countrymen. Our contest is not only whether we ourselves shall be free, but whether there shall be left to mankind an asylum on earth for civil and religious liberty. This is Jake McCauley. And Dominic McCauley. With the Institute on the Constitution, bringing you The American View. Hi, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm the activist mommy. Could someone please explain to me why convicted child rapists are being released from prison because of COVID-19, and yet mommies on playgrounds with their children are being arrested? A Massachusetts man convicted of repeatedly raping a 12-year-old boy was ordered released from jail because he suffers from health conditions that can make him vulnerable to coronavirus. What about kids being vulnerable to child rapists? Who cares if he's vulnerable to the coronavirus? He should not even be free to see the light of day. New York's Monroe County has released three child rapists to stop the spread of the coronavirus. Uh, what about stopping the spread of the raping of children? Oh, but don't worry, the inmates are said to be staying at the Holiday Inn Express in Greece, New York. Um, alert for everyone in Greece, New York, staying at Holiday Inn Expresses. Wow, our tax dollars are paying to put child rapists in the Holiday Inn. Meanwhile, in all things Twilight Zone, Sarah Brady, a mom in Idaho, has been arrested for playing with her children on the playground. We've all been shut up for a month. Not everyone has a yard to play in. And so Sarah and some other moms go take their children to the playground to play. She's been arrested for one count of misdemeanor trespassing. It's a public playground. She pays taxes. Therefore, it's her playground. What I want to know is who are these brown shirts turning in these sweet families and nursing mommies to the Idaho Gestapo? So I experienced this at the store the other day. I was at a UPS store printing out some documents and they had these squares on the ground that you were supposed to stand on to separate yourself properly from other individuals. I barely stepped out of my square in front of the register and some Karen in the store freaks out and says, you stepped outside your box. (laughs) I said, "Uh, you'll be okay. Oh my word. Please let me wake up and realize this was just all a bad dream from George Orwell's 1984 book. Now I've heard some say, but that mom disobeyed a lawful order. Actually, it was an unlawful order. There's something called the Constitution, and it needs to be respected and obeyed. Are you actually trying to say that just because the state declares something that that makes it lawful? What if the state says Christianity is illegal or wearing red MAGA hats is illegal? Are you going to actually obey those lawful orders and then turn in the Sarah Brady's of the world who are defying those orders? Is every law that the state issues justifiable? Or is it possible that states need to be held accountable so that they don't turn into tyrants? This is not the United States of the Third Reich, folks. This is the United States of America. It's one thing for a city or a state or the federal government to issue guidance concerning COVID-19. And that's exactly what the president has done. They have issued guidance, but they have not asked for states and cities and mayors to clamp down on its citizens and defy the Constitution. Some have said that Sarah Brady is just a lawless cop hater trying to stir up trouble and get attention. Um, Sarah's married to a cop. 
Some might say that Sarah's actions were a protest and that now is not the time to be protesting. Protesting is not essential. Uh, I beg to differ. Protesting is what the First Amendment is all about. Protesting is very essential for us to not lose our great republic. I applaud these moms and dads for having the guts to question the serious inconsistencies of these Idaho magistrates and for drawing much needed attention to the constitutional crisis we are in. I'd have to agree with Thomas Jefferson who said, I'd rather have dangerous freedom over peaceful tyranny. It's not the job of government to keep everyone in the world from becoming sick. We do not want to turn into a totalitarian state. I wanted to uh, mention uh, a lady that I get a kick out of. I was looking at some uh, clips on Facebook tonight because they were taking some film and some photos of the uh, prayer vigil in Sacramento. It was so fascinating. This one uh, lady uh, took about 60, 70 pictures, posted them on Facebook. I don't even know her, but I just got a link to it because I happened to be in one. And it was so fascinating to see people praying for each other. And then right next to it, a photo of a long line of riot police, <laughs> just like at a prayer meeting. I thought, what's wrong with this picture? But I also saw Maggie Capitano, who's my insurance agent and is the insurance agent for the trauma intervention program up here in Eubin Sutter counties. And Maggie's a musician and uh, she plays the guitar and she plays fiddle and she sings. Uh, and she's very fun. So, I was telling somebody, I think I mentioned last week, she came by and Farmers Insurance National, the National Farmers donated. They said, hey, if you give money to some of your clients that you think are hurting, uh, we'll we'll give 60 or 70 percent of it and you can give the, the rest. So she wrote out, out a check for $1,000 to Trauma Intervention Program, which is an all-volunteer program. We go out on 911 calls. So I wanted to give her a shout-out. She's always been very generous to help nonprofits in the area. And if you like to do business with an insurance company that is uh, community-minded, she's a local gal, raised here, loves the area, lives here now, and is involved in a lot of community service projects. Uh, so... You can check her out. She's over on B Street in Marysville, 621B, and her phone number is 530-743-1510, 743-1510. And uh, she has all the variety of insurance, business insurance, house insurance, fire insurance, liability insurance, car insurance, and... and uh, we have the tip nonprofit insurance with her, and it's she's been a real help to us. So I just want to give a shout-out to Maggie for helping us. Thank you very much. And we'll get back into this and uh, keep on going. So uh, I wanted to uh, – I don't know whether – in 1960 – was it 62? I can't remember now. One, oh, 1962, I think uh, – Ken Kesey wrote One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And in 1975, they made a film called One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. If you'll remember, one of the 
I don't know whether Jack Nicholson got an Academy Award for that or not, but uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a very good film. One, It's about a mental hospital. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. And uh, one of the – and aside from uh, Jack Nicholson being sort of the uh, – well, he wasn't sort of. He was the uh, key figure and character in this mental institution – uh, at the Salem State Hospital, if you'll remember. And, uh, but the other person that was the uh, adversary of Jack Nicholson was a nurse by the name of Nurse Ratched, R-A-T-C-H-E-D. And she's the head administrative nurse at Salem State Hospital, a mental institution, where she exercised nearly absolute control and power over the patient's access to their medication, their privileges, and basic necessities like food, toiletries, etc. She, uh, at a whim, she would revoke your privileges whenever she got displeased by someone's behavior. She would spank them with the, taking their privileges away. She kind of had, she was kind of hot looking, but she was dressed to look very stern. So you'd get a glint of uh, hotness, and then you'd see this real cold, stern side to her. Like she liked to torture people with her policies. Her superiors at the hospital, Salem State Hospital, just turned sort of a blind eye because basically she kept everything in order. She didn't necessarily cure anybody. She just kept everything in order and she kept the patients from acting out. She just dope them up more or give them electroshock therapy. So um, she would use anti-convulsant drugs, anti-psychotic drugs, she had her own kind of brand of psychotherapy, even though she wasn't a psychiatrist. Her tyrannical rule of the hurtful, uh, her her tyrannical rule and her uh, personality, I guess you could say, stemmed from her time in the army of World War II. So you can kind of see the setting. She was burnt out and uh, probably from battle fatigue of World War II. The reason I talk about Nurse Ratched is I think there's a lot of similarities between the Nurse Ratched um, role in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and the health officer role in Yuba Sutter Counties. And we have a lady, and I, I don't dislike her personally in the least. In fact, I said a few weeks ago, she looks to me, to, she has a Vietnamese name, and she uh, may be Vietnamese, and that She's high up on my list because I like the Vietnamese people. But I don't like, uh, I, I'm, on one day I would think, I, I think, Lou, she's sharp. She's really, I'm sure she's very bright because she's a medical doctor. I have a lot of respect for doctors They're, because they've worked hard to get where they are. On the other hand, uh, I have disdain because she is professing medical um, she's professing a prescription for our community that is faulty. 
It's bullshit. And uh, she's justifying it because other people above her are telling her that's what to do. But there's many doctors that are saying, and th- there's now, I'm sure, I've seen many, many doctors on Facebook now, uh, on social media that have come out and they've done their own videos saying, this is ridiculous, social distancing, masks, and self-quarantine is very unhealthy it's very bad for your immune system, and it actually leads to getting the coronavirus by staying indoors all the time. Yet, Dr. Fong Lu, or as I'm going to call her, Dr. Ratchet, uh, said this on May 6th. She said, uh, I'm going to skip through some of the pleasantries. As the Yuba Sutter area prepares to move into the third day of the modified stay-at-home and facial coverings order, in other words, we're now opening up some businesses, I put in place this past, she put in place May 4th, it has become clear a number of businesses are not enacting required protocols to ensure the safety of our community. This is Nazism, people. This what the what the president is doing is recommending certain practices, whether you like them or not, whether they're right or wrong. They are not mandating them. And this stuff of telling you how you need to wipe your butt is fascism. It's it's if you go go get a copy or or rent on Netflix, however you do it nowadays. One flew over the cuckoo's nest and you look at Nurse Ratchet. And you will see these doctors at the local level that are talking like this and spanking you as if you're little children. Now, this this bug, this Kung flu is nothing more than just a sickness that that comes and goes. But they have they have framed this thing in that it's a deadly, rapidly uh, expanding contagious, gnarly, and yet this thing doesn't kill anything compared to other ailments we have throughout the year and other deals. In fact, they're not comparing. I don't know whether you even know this, but they have shut down AANA. In fact, some people got arrested in another, I don't know whether I clipped this article out, and an AA uh, group got arrested for meeting. Some of the most fragile people in our community, mental health-wise, fragile, are addicts in recovery. And then you turn around and shut their meetings down. And you think you're helping the community. It's it's asinine. It's stupid. There's no... um, It's immoral. I I think I could come up with 15 or 20 adjectives that would be a good description of how wrong and how evil this is. I'll go on and read her, read her uh, chastising of the community beyond the reports. Listen to this people beyond the reports coming into our call center and compliance team. You know what this are? These are little snitches out in your community because they have, they're too stupid to sort out what's really going on here in the takeover of our country. So there are little snitches running around, and they're calling this call center and the compliance team to snitch on their neighbor. You know, the Bible says, 
You should not speak evil of your neighbor. You should not slander your neighbor. And so these people, well, we're not slandering them. They're supposed to wear a mask. Well, they're not, they're not supposed to go outside with their kids. Can you see how evil this is? Have you bought into this? Oh, some of my friends, some of my friends that just claim to be all solid, backbone, patriotic. Oh, like they're, they're disciples of Jesus. They suck. They totally suck. They're totally deceived. Beyond the reports coming into our call center and compliance team, can you, did you ever think that America would be turning each other in because they're not wearing a mask? Listen, listen, we're fighting over masks. You wait till they pull out the, the vaccines and say, you've got to take a vaccine or you're not going to be able to go to a shopping center. You're not, you're not going to be able to go to a group gathering. You're going to have to remain in self-isolation for the rest of your life without that vaccine, dude. It's up to you. You're not going to be able to get on an airplane. You're not going to be able to go to the beach. Calls into our compliance team. Recent media reports are clearly showing many shops that serve customers are still missing at least two vital components or cornerstones for safe operations. That is social distancing and facial coverings. If you have an outdoor business that allows customers and clients adequate social distancing, uh, this, adequate space distancing is not likely to occur on any consistent basis. Therefore, sup, oh, it's saying if you don't have, anyway, uh, the point is she's saying you need to have adequate social distancing. Therefore, such operations must include both social distancing and facial covering protocols. It is incumbent. That means you have to do it. On these, oh, here we go. I, I, It is incumbent on these business owners to ensure their staff is wearing facial coverings and to require their customers and clients to do the same. Damn it. I understand that some of your customers may strongly object to facial coverings. That would be me, Ratchet. You know why? Because it's bad for your health. I thought the whole thing was being good for your health. The exact things that are supposed to be good for my health are bad for my health. What are you? Are you not a real doctor? Or are you a poser over there, Dr. Ratchet? But the long-term safety of our community is at sake. If it kills you, so what? It's for the rest of us. We're all in this together. We're communists. We do not want to take any steps back in this phasing-in effort. Why don't we just drop the whole effort? We're going to be fine. Some people are going to get sick. A few people will die. It's just like, how come all the supervisors and the city council and everybody isn't standing at the hospital every day counting the deaths from other stuff and getting all freaked out and wanting to shut down the community? Does anybody care about that? Nobody's talking about that. How about all the suicides since we started? Did anybody care about that? Oh, yeah, well, we got people at their own fault. These suicides, Dr. Ratchet says, are in addition to the other requirements found in the operation protocols. 
developed by the Yuba Sutter compliance team. Hey, screw the compliance team. Just take your crap and get it out of town. I hate the compliance team. Such requirements as diligent cleaning of surfaces. Uh, Do you know that doctors are saying that don't diligently clean all your surfaces? You need to develop an immunity. Your immune system needs bugs to come in there so they can get some exercise and knock them down. If you have no immune system, ignore what I just said and climb inside a sterilized bubble and live the rest of your life. You need good bacteria. Such requirements are diligently cleaning of surfaces, availability of hand sanitizer or hand washing stations, and posted signs for we want signs everywhere for customers. COVID is linking lingering everywhere. It's going to suck you up. The worst thing you can do is stay in your house. The best you can do thing you can do is get out in the sunlight. Go and go and hug somebody, kiss somebody on the cheek, kiss them on the mouth, get some of their germs in your body. That's good. It's herd immunization. They call it not go out and get a stinking vaccine. It's stupid. It's dangerous. It's going to make people sick and they're going to put a tracking device in you. And Dr. Ratchet is a part of the team. That's what troubles me. She may be very smart, but she may be a little closet commie, Dr. Ratchet. So she says, after she says hand sanitizer, washing station, disinfectant, dis, da, 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 she said, these were not suggestions, damn it. I want you to do it now. You have to do it. I will shoot you. I will have Wendell Anderson and Brandon Barnes come over and shoot you if you don't wipe down your counters. And or I will take your business from you. These were not suggestions. Our compliance team will be happy to work with each business to ensure these protocols are in place. Please understand the orders. Orders. This is in capital letters. Orders I issued last week purposely began by reiterating the ongoing threat of COVID. You're full of crap, Nurse Ratchet. The ongoing threat. It's a nothing burger. Get over it. Go back to Elk Grove. That continues to confront the Yuba region. The only way we can reopen some business and activities locally is by requiring those da 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 da. You know, the only thing that we we need to only things holding us up is just going down there and opening them up, and then us people getting our guns and go out there and just say nobody's nobody's from the states coming in here. These guys are going to work, and customers are going to come in. And they're going to get their hair cut and they're going to get their their toes all funk, you know, funky stuff taken out of them and stuff, tune up, painted up, put a new set of wheels under their feet. And state, we can put a billboard right at the front of Yuba Sutter area and say, state uh, Nazis, not welcome here. Go somewhere else. Not these two counties. You are in charge of some other counties, but not here anymore. It's over. That's all we need to do to start up here. We do not need the state to come in and and micromanage our businesses and tell us when we can do something and when we can't. 
We don't want that. That's not freedom. That's not any part of freedom. That's not freedom uh, 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 3.5. That's not any type of freedom. The government should not be able to come in and tell us whether we can have a business or not and attach it to some stupid bug. So people get sick. So what? If people want to stay home the rest of their life and hide under a, under their bed, let them do it. It's a free country. If people want to uh, wear a mask the rest of their life, I don't care. I ain't going to wear one. And, and it ain't my fault you're sick. If you're sick, that'd be your fault. This whole thing of blaming somebody else or somebody else's dying or fault, that is just stupid thinking. You just got a spirit of stupid all over you. It is imperative, she says, to make all necessary adjustments. In other words, she said, you better come into line, dude, to the way we conduct businesses in our community immediately so that we do not run the risk of seeing a resurgence. What do you mean a resurgence? We got people dropping dead, all kinds of things all around us. Nobody's caring about it. Dr. Ratchet, you're not caring about it. You're not doing a damn thing about it. And you're running around with three people died. How many months has it been? Three people died. They were like on their deathbed. 88, 90. Some people told me they'd been in and out of the hospital for a long time. I'm not happy anybody else died. But let me tell you, if I get that age and I'm in and out of the hospital all the time, I'm looking forward to getting out of here. And maybe they were too. So don't be using them as some scapegoat. Oh, my God. Three people. People, don't you care about them? Nobody cares about all the people that listen to the obituary every day in the Appeal Democrat. I don't see any, like, tears on my paper when they're printing it. Oh, my God, we're weeping over all these people. No, people die. People die. This is a psychological, psychobabble, mumbo-jumbo. It's the biggest fraud And I'm telling you, people are putting up with it. They're just going by the, they're just like going along with it. Crazy. We're going to take a break. We're finished our second segment and then we're coming back for more. All right. Hang in there. And be a simple kind of man. Be something you love and know. Is this a fever? Is this just allergies? Caught in a lockdown, no escape from the family. Don't touch your eyes, just hand sanitize quickly. According to a memo sent to California police chiefs, 
Governor Gavin Newsom was set to order all beaches and state parks in the state closed starting on May 1st. But then today, in the face of backlash over that memo, Newsom backpedaled and says he'll shut down all beaches in Orange County only, not statewide. Because Newsom called last weekend's crowds at those beaches, quote, what not to do. And yes, there were people at the beaches last weekend because the beaches were open and it was 85 degrees outside. But read this line from The Hollywood Reporter, and I quote, lifeguards said most people practiced social distancing, end quote. Again, people are distancing, but Newsom closes those beaches anyway. Newsom claims he's letting the science dictate his political policy decisions, but he's not. Number one, it's hot outside in California, which Department of Homeland Security studies show kills the virus. Heat, humidity, and sunlight kill the virus. Number two, studies from Germany and Taiwan and Hong Kong all show COVID-19 is rarely, if ever, transmitted outdoors in large areas, especially when people are only coming in casual contact with each other. German virologist Professor Hendrik Streeck found the risk of transmission while shopping is rare. Streeck found that transmission occurs the vast majority of the time intrafamilial, which means in situations among family members in close contact. And Streeck is not the only one. Scientists from Hong Kong studied 318 COVID-19 infection clusters of three or more infections in China, outside the Hubei province, and they found not one cluster of coronavirus infections occurred outside. The researchers concluded, and I quote, all identified outbreaks of three or more cases occurred in an indoor environment, which confirms that sharing indoor space is a major COVID infection risk, end quote. The Taiwan CDC also tracked 1,000 contacts of 32 people infected with COVID-19 and found zero cases of transmission from those 32 people to anybody outside the households or families of those infected. Furthermore, young healthy people are at extremely low risk of dying from COVID-19. Here are the numbers in New York, for example. Heather McDonald writes, and I quote, for those 17 and younger, the coronavirus death rate is zero, end quote. Dr. Scott Atlas from Stanford writes, the fatality rate in New York for people between the ages of 18 and 45 is 0.01%, or 11 per 100,000. Dr. Atlas says, and I quote, the overwhelming majority of people do not have any significant risk of dying from COVID-19. The recent Stanford University antibody study now estimates that the fatality rate, if infected, is likely 0.1 to 0.2%. In New York, he says, in New York City, an epicenter of the pandemic with more than one-third of all U.S. deaths, the rate of death for people 18 to 45 years old is 0.01%. He says, of all fatal cases in New York State, two-thirds were in patients over 70 years of age. More than 95% were over 50 years of age, and about 90% of all fatal cases had an underlying illness. Of 6,570 confirmed COVID-19 deaths fully investigated for underlying conditions to date, 6,520, or 99.2%, had an underlying illness. He says if you do not already have an underlying chronic condition, your chances of dying are small, regardless of age. And young adults and children in normal health have almost no risk of any serious illness from COVID-19, end quote. Science also says we need sunlight and exercise to be healthy. Anna Miller writes at Business Insider, and I quote, one study of over 1,000 adults found that those who walked at least 20 minutes a day, five days a week, 
reported 43% fewer sick days than their less active counterparts, end quote. And Harvard Health found that even when active people get sick, it wasn't as severe and didn't last as long. And it's not just exercise, we need the outdoors. Miller quotes Dr. Jedediah Ballard, an ER physician who says, and I quote, vitamin D plays a role in immune function and sunlight is needed for our bodies to convert it to its active form, end quote. Miller writes, group nature walks have been, have been found with lower depression, less stress and better mental health and well-being. Other research has shown that forest bathing trips or long stretches of time in the woods can boost the number of white blood cells that fight viruses and tumors, end quote. In fact, Miller writes that a professor of cardiovascular medicine says exercise should be recommended alongside social distancing to fight COVID-19 because his research suggests it may protect against acute respiratory distress syndrome, which is a top cause of death among COVID-19 patients. In other words, Governor Newsom, you have a choice. Either you deny science and shut down beaches, or you follow the science and open the beaches. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of All right. Uh, this week, you know, after, we, after Dr. Ratchet opened up the uh, businesses, uh, actually one of them, uh, one of the actually the biggest barber operation in the two counties, uh, Uppercuts Barbershop, they never quit cutting the whole time. And uh, it's owned by a single father, Randy Mitchell. And when he was confronted by, because the police came because they were getting all kinds of complaints because cutting hair may cause the COVID may cause people to die. But people just like to turn people in. Bible said, don't do that. Be kind to your neighbor. Don't turn them in. But people don't believe that. They just say, Oh, I'm going to get him. We're not supposed to do that. I had somebody yell at me today, go home. I was down in Sacramento, I had a sign, talked about Patrick, and some guy yelled, go home. Back in the old days, I'd have just got a gun out and shot the window out of his car. People don't expect that, you know. A lot of people just think they can just do whatever they want and then get away with it, like Gavin Newsom. Like people shot Martin Luther King, people shot Bobby Kennedy. John F. Kennedy, right? Shot Governor Reagan, shot, I mean, not Governor Reagan, President Reagan, President Ford. People shoot people because they just get pissed off. And maybe that's going to happen to some of these other people. And they think, oh, I can just do whatever I want. You know what I was told today in Sacramento? That they even though we couldn't go to restaurants, they can't go to restaurants in Sacramento, a lot of these places. Gavin Newsom goes. He gets them to open for him, and he brings some of his friends over there and had a party. Isn't this true socialism where you have one set of rules for the rich, for the rulers who are rich, and then you have another set of rules where everybody else has to be on another level? And somebody else saw his wife and family at some 
fancy shops shopping. Well, I didn't think those shops were even supposed to be open. They aren't. They're non-essential businesses. Isn't it interesting that Gavin Newsom, and it looks like he gets his hair cut. In fact, I noticed the guys today uh, at the uh, hundreds of CHP officers, they all look so nice. They were nicely shaven. Uh, they they uh, haircut. And I wonder who's cutting all their hair. There, somebody bar, Certain barbers getting to work. Are they cutting their own hair? How's that working? It's just like the, the rich people, Hollywood people, and Bloomberg. Well, you guys can't fly on airplanes because it's like going to have a big carbon footprint. But then they fly, and they don't even fly commercial where you're filling up 400 people, 300 people on an airplane. They fly, and maybe there's three people on an airplane. Oh, well, we can do that. Oh, well, yeah, we, we, we don't want you to drive those big SUVs, but we drive them. It's all right for us to drive them. We don't have to wear a mask. Like I, I noticed Maggie Capitano was singing a song about a kind of a pa- parody song about COVID virus on the Internet, on, on uh, Facebook, and she, they were all wearing masks. But I never see Gavin Newsom wearing a mask. Is he exempt? I think that I think the rich people, I think the socialists, the, those the rulers are exempt from from uh, COVID. Now, he made all the police officers wear a little white mask, a little sissy mask. So they they cited my friend Randy Mitchell down here in Marysville, thousand dollars. First, they said they're going to take him to jail. He said, "Fine, let's go to jail. I'll go to jail. It's okay. That's the only way you're going to stop. You're either going to take me to jail or shoot me." But I'm not going to cut, quit cutting hair. I don't even need the cosmetology license. You want to come down here and take this license? You can have my license. I don't care. I'm going to cut hair. You know, if if people, Randy Mitchell, you may like him, you local people or not, some of you law enforcement guys, because in the past he, he, was, he was a troubled guy, but he straightened his life out. That's what we want, isn't it? Is that what we want? If, if some of you cops, kids, if they go sideways, don't you want your kid to straighten up? Sure you do. But the, the type of backbone Randy has is what our forefathers had, what our patriots had. They said, oh, you want you, you want to take my right to earn a living away? You're going to have to shoot me, dude. And that's what they said at that the shot that was heard around the world here on April 19th. We celebrated that. Some of us did. And the churchmen that that stood up there against the British said, "You're gonna if you're gonna come and take our guns, dude, you're gonna have to shoot us." And so they did. They shot eight eight of those militiamen. Boom! They just shot them. They They didn't. Have, all the rest of them run home. Oh my God! They shot eight people. Doctor Ratchet, she. They, Doctor Ratchet, they shot eight people. We all want to go home. We don't want to do this anymore. No, they didn't. They at the next spot where the British came, they shot so many of them they head back to Boston. Now that's a Randy Mitchell expression, like, okay, okay, you're, you're telling me that my shop isn't clean, that just me being around people is going to give it to them. It's I, I'm going to I'm going to earn a living. First of all, Doctor Ratchet's science is not science. It's Political propaganda. 
and the supervisors go along with her because they paid her $300,000 a year in a hotel room up here because they hired a gal that doesn't even live here. So they put her up in a hotel. But instead of doing their own research, I don't even think we need supervisors. If they're not going to do their own research, and it's all over the Internet, you look at other medical people that say this BS from Tony, the lab mouse Fauci, and Blinky Burks is BS. It's not healthy. It's, it's bad for your immune system. Your immune system needs to mix it up with the world and build up its own immunity. When your immune system doesn't work any longer, that's the time that you go on to the hereafter or what they some people say you pass away to the good old by and by. You go to meet Jesus. It the Bible says it's appointed every man that every person's going to have an experience like that. What what Ratchet is saying in her proclamation and slapping everybody on May 6th is wrong. It's bad science. It's political propaganda. And supervisors need to fire her little rear end and get somebody in there that's got a brain on their head and independent thinking and not just some political hack that is being run by Newsom. Are you listening? You paying attention out there? So down in North, so Randy Mitchell gets, gets cited. So in July, he's got to go to court. And now we got cosmetology robocalls into our community, banging every one of the different salons. Yeah, you opened up, but, but we own you. You're niggers down here in Sacramento. You're our nigger. You're not, you're not Dr. Ratchet's nigger. You're our nigger. You're Newsom nigger. And Newsom nigger does what Newsom wants. Now, you aren't free. You thought you had an emancipation proclamation, but you're a Newsom nigger. That's who you are, you, you salon people. And we're going to scare the hell out of you. We're going to come down there, take your license off your wall, and we'll file an action in court against you. We'll just take all your money. Those are the type of people need to be shot. And you shoot enough of those people, they won't come around no more. And you can cut all the hair you want. I see people on the internet, people I know, posting social social media. Hey, hey, I need I need somebody to do me a fade. Can, can you, somebody cut my hair at my house or somewhere? Some, 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 some. Right? People, people are beginning to rebel. It's small, but it's all over the place. People are wheeling and dealing, getting around these things. And eventually, when they keep sending out these little Nazi and these snitches and they keep getting hammered, pretty soon some, somebody's going to knock somebody over. And they're just going to bury them in the backyard be done with them. We need that. You know, the, the Patriots said, at some point, you need to kill some people and spill some blood because your freedom's going to get taken from you because people think stupid stuff like Gavin Newsom. And a lot of the Democrats, the actually, I won't say a lot of them, the Democrats. And so now we got people getting threatened up here and they got people at restaurants that I frequent all the time. And I, I like these people. And these jerks from Sacramento, these Nazis came up and threatened them this week. 
So the word is that supposedly uh, Assemblyman James Gallagher is trying to negotiate something with the, the governor. I'm interested in seeing how that's going to go. To call his dogs off. In one way, I wish it'd get worse because I want to see some people drop dead. Not because I like to see people dead, and I don't, I'm not a violent person. I've never killed anybody. I've never shot anybody. I've been into some scraps, but I've not shot anybody. But I don't have a problem with it. I do not have a problem with it when people are trying to take your freedom away. I am not going to do it over, over just getting into a, a, a tiff with somebody. But when somebody's trying to take your freedom away or take doing your family or take you hostage for no reason and take you to jail for no reason, or uh, they're going to try to ruin your ability to do business and your freedom or take away your gun, they need to be shot. I'm encouraging it, and I'm going to keep encouraging it. I'm done with waving. I'll go down and wave ban- banners, hold up signs. But when you roll out 150 or couple hundred CHP officers in riot gear and we're going to pray and you got barricades and because we didn't get a permit, we don't need a damn permit. We don't need any permit for anything. We have a right to assemble. We have a right to assemble and we can assemble on those Capitol grounds and, and they put up blockades and put all those cops there in case we wanted to go there. So they pushed us off to the sidewalk. That's that's Ill, that's contrary to the Constitution. And most everyone that's, that's uh, in California is okay with that because they're not going to do anything about it. Oh, we, not, we just don't want to get involved. Okay, you're okay with that. It doesn't matter what you think. It's what you're going to do that's going to make something, something different. That down in uh, – we we're having people arrested all over the United States. So this guy – I saw it on the news. Uh, he runs Apex Tattoo Parlor in Apex, North Carolina. Just a good old boy. And he just said, I can't I can't make rent next month if I don't put tattoos on people. And so he went to work. And his name is Matthew. His nickname is Jax, J-A-X Myers. He's the owner of Apex Tattoo Factory. He was arrested on April 29th after reopening his tattoo parlor despite Governor Roy Cooper's order to keep the business and others closed because of the coronavirus pandemic. There is no pandemic. If you're talking about something, you know, a pandemic sounds like we've never had this before. Every year people get sick. Lots of people get sick of lots of stuff, right? Do you get sick every year or something? If I if I make it through the whole year without getting a cold or the flu or something, sinus infection, I think, hey, thank you, Jesus, right? But sometimes I'll get a couple things in a year. Other Other times I'll go through a few years and nothing. But I've seen lots of people get sick. So many people get sick, it's hard to backfill their jobs. Nobody freaks out about it. This is a contrived political maneuver to take the country over. And it's being driven by Democrat uh, leaders. So Jax, uh, Matthew, or Jax Myers, was arrested. And he's he's losing his freedom and he's losing his business. He's losing everything. All because of coronavirus. Now we have a, a salon owner. 
down in Texas. Down in Texas. Uh, and she she just said, I, I got kids to raise. I got I to gotta take care of my bit. I got a business. I got rent. I got insurance payments. I got workers' comp payments. I have, I have, I have liability of payments. I have materials I need to buy. Da-da-da-da. So she gets cited and she goes into court and this judge, an Obama judge, I don't know whether he had sex with Obama, but he's a buddy of his. And uh, he uh, he asked her to kiss his, he's going to lift his robe up and she could work on his rear end. Kiss, you know, kiss up to him, apologize to the court for her, her totally wrong behavior. And she said, I am not going to do that. I I got to feed my family. Are you are you hearing what's what's going on, people? People that are trying to feed their family are going to jail. Do you care about that? Oh well, no. You got a, a cabin. Oh, you got a little vacation place. Oh, you got this. You got that. Oh, you you got plenty of food. Oh, you got a nice little pool in your backyard. Well, good for you. Good on you. She had to work. These people that are running their own business have their entire life staked into that business. That judge needs to be taken out and just waterboarded. So if she, since she didn't apologize to the court, he put her in jail and fined her $7,000, I think. Seven days and $7,000. Well, good for him. And then the question is, well, how, how would anybody overrule his decision? Finally, the Supreme Court of Texas had to overrule his decision because he found her in contempt of court, which is a different kind of problem to solve. And so he, he has been overruled, and she's been released from jail after just two days. And I think the assistant attorney general or the maybe it's the lieutenant uh, Lieutenant Governor, Vice Governor, whatever you want to call him, Dan Patrick, is going to pay her fee for her. I thought, screw the fee. Why don't we just retract the fee? Force a, force a retraction of the fee. This is happening all over the United States, people. I think we're going to, unless we get rid of Dr. Ratchet, we're going to have some of it here. We're, you know, some of these people that have all these restaurants, every restaurant you go in where they where you can get a beer or a or a mixed drink or something, those people all have liquor licenses which are very expensive to buy. And they are very under very strict control of the Alcoholic Beverage Commission. And if they come in and stop them from selling alcohol, that could ruin their business. They cannot make it on food alone. People will go elsewhere because they want to have a drink with their meal. So they'll think, oh, they you you heard about Chili's. They they uh they they got their they lost their license. So we're gonna go next door to this other restaurant, right? Kill your restaurant. Gavin Newsom, communist, socialist, totalitarian governments love to put the crank to to crank crank the crank uh the clamps down on you. They love to smash people. And just say you don't don't mess with us or we'll we'll uh 
will cause you some real pain. That's what people are freaking out about. Why have a county? Why have a county when you when you don't have the ability to rule it? Now it's interesting that Gavin Newsom does not follow his own precepts, his own protocols. He does he flips the bird to Trump all the time. He is not under anybody's authority. Do you know that? He expects us to be under his authority, but he's not under anybody's authority. He won't he won't cooperate and keep illegals out of the border. He wants to allow illegals to vote. He wants to give 125 or 150 million dollars to illegals because of coronavirus. He wants to uh you know when he was mayor of uh, San Francisco, he didn't have a care about the law. He just created the own law, his own law. He married uh same gender couples. It was totally against the law. He just went ahead and did it because it's interesting to me. People, you need to think. You need to think. When San Francisco and L.A. bless people for crapping on the streets, but then they are psychotic, they are phobic about you washing your hands and wearing a mask and staying seven feet or six feet or nine feet or 10 feet from somebody else. And yet they'll allow people to pee and crap on the streets. Does that make sense to you? Don't you see a lack of consistency? Do you think that all these people making these rules are following them themselves? They are not. We'll be right back. No, I won't. Shed a tear Just as long As you stand Stand by me So darling, darling Stand by me Oh, stand by me Oh, stand out Stand by me Whenever you're in trouble Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. One of the reasons that most of the Western world embraced unprecedented mass quarantines this spring was due to the work of a single man, a man you may have not have heard of. He's a British academic called Neil Ferguson. Ferguson is a professor at a college in London, but he's also something of an international celebrity. He is best known for his dire predictions about pandemics. Ferguson seemed especially panicked by the Wuhan coronavirus. At one point, he suggested the coronavirus might be comparable to the Spanish flu of 1918, the pandemic that killed up to 100 million people. On February 28th of this year, as the disease spread throughout Europe, Ferguson publicly endorsed the Chinese model of quarantine specifically. Now, keep in mind that as Ferguson spoke the words you're about to see, videos were circulating on the Internet showing police in Wuhan throwing screaming citizens into the back of panel trucks and driving them to some unspecified internment somewhere. Ferguson must have known that the Chinese government's response in Wuhan was extreme and utterly inhumane. He endorsed it anyway. That's how serious Neil Ferguson was about this virus. One has to adopt the sort of community measures which have been adopted particularly in places like Wuhan and China, where you try to reduce contacts between people in the community. 
So the sorts of measures which are important are, first of all, if anybody has any sort of respiratory disease, cold, anything, stay at home until those symptoms are fully resolved. Seems like kind of a reserved academic, and all of a sudden he's endorsing the Wuhan response. Leaders around the world paid attention to this. They took Ferguson's advice and locked down their entire populations. The British government asked Ferguson to help design its quarantines as a member of the Scientific Advisory Group for Emergency Sage. Ferguson was happy to help shut down the entire United Kingdom. But it turns out he wasn't that interested at all in participating in it personally. Today, the Telegraph newspaper reported that Neil Ferguson ignored his own lockdowns. While the rest of London stayed trapped indoors, indeed the rest of the country, Ferguson repeatedly invited his married mistress over to his apartment for sex. And then perhaps most striking of all, he was infected with the coronavirus at the time. Neil Ferguson became sick and tested positive in mid-March. We know this because he said so publicly at the time. Not long after that, he invited his mistress over. By doing this, he exposed her to a deadly virus. He also exposed her husband and her children back home. When confronted today, Ferguson said this, quote, I acted in the belief that I was immune. That was his explanation. The problem is there is no scientific proof that that's true. Can someone who was sick a few weeks ago still transmit the coronavirus? We're not sure. For a famous scientist, Neil Ferguson is curiously ignorant of science. He's also obviously an appalling hypocrite, and he's not alone in that. So many of the people making our policies are like this. Almost compulsively, again and again, they do the very things they punish us for doing. When they're caught, they acknowledge no shame. They are entirely lacking in self-awareness. They have no idea how absurd they are. They discredit themselves without even realizing it. Almost immediately after telling the rest of New York City to stay inside, for example, Mayor Bill de Blasio loaded up his SUV with government bodyguards and headed for the gym across town in Brooklyn. A government spokesman later explained the trip was necessary because de Blasio's gym, quote, has been a huge part of his and his family's life. Oh, OK, that makes sense. De Blasio likes his gym, so he kept going there despite telling you not to. Got it. Weeks later, de Blasio still couldn't stay out of Brooklyn for some reason. One day, he and his wife left their home in Manhattan, Gracie Mansion, and drove more than 10 miles to Prospect Park in Brooklyn for some sunshine and some fresh air. A stunned citizen happened to see the whole thing and videotaped it. Here's what happened. Seriously, you guys have a park. You live in the middle of a park. You don't need to not essentially travel to Brooklyn. Come on, guys. Come on, you wouldn't even open roads for people of all backgrounds. I'm not going to give it a break. Like, this, this is selfish behavior. This is the epitome of non-essential travel. Non-essential travel? What's that? When you make the rules, that's not even a category. Just ask Justin Trudeau, the preachy prime minister of Canada. On April 12th, Trudeau released a video commanding Canadians to stay in their homes for Easter. It's what Jesus would do, he declared. So as we reflect on Jesus' message of love and compassion, let's think about our healthcare workers and essential service workers who are on the front lines every day. Let's put into practice what it truly means to love our neighbors as ourselves by making sacrifices to protect their health. Let's stay home for them. That's the kind of quarantine Jesus endorses. Love means staying home. For you, not for them. 
Not long after recording the video you just saw, Trudeau left the capital and traveled all the way to Quebec to visit his family at their lake house, just like you'd want to do on Easter if you were allowed to do that, but you're not allowed, so stop complaining. You might also want to get your hair cut. People do, and in Chicago last month, that was not allowed. You couldn't get your hair cut. But the city's mayor, Lori Lightfoot, had her hair done anyway. When she was caught doing this, Lightfoot didn't even blush. Now, we played this clip for you on Friday's show, but it's one of those videos that no matter how many times you watch it, drops your jaw every time. I'm the public face of the city. I'm on national media, and I'm out in the public eye. And, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a person who I take my personal hygiene very seriously. As I said, I felt like I needed to um, have a haircut. I'm not able to do that myself, and so I got a haircut. Got that? Shut up, proles! I'm on national television! Chris Cuomo knows that feeling very well. Last month, the CNN anchor drove to a piece of property he owns in the Hamptons, where apparently he's building a new weekend house. At the time, Cuomo was infected with the coronavirus and suffering from symptoms. He was supposed to be quarantined in total isolation in his basement full-time. That's where he told his television audience he was. Night after night, Cuomo put on shows that revolved around his struggles with the illness and his virtuous, even selfless efforts to prevent others from getting infected with it. Given all the publicity he was generating for being sick, at least one Hamptons resident was shocked to see him out and about and confronted Cuomo about it. Cuomo responded by calling the man a, quote, jackass loser. The man's real name is David Whalen, and we invited him on the show to hear his story. I just said, don't you have the coronavirus? Shouldn't you be quarantined? And um, I think his next words were, uh, what the hell do you know about this? What do you know about the rules? I said, you're not supposed to be out here. Nobody had gloves on. Nobody had masks on. Oh, did you hear that detail? No gloves, no mask. An infected man circulating among an unsuspecting population. When you watch television, you imagine Chris Cuomo is a responsible journalist. That's how he often describes himself. In fact, he's typhoid Mary. And there's a vast gap between those two personas. For the average person, hypocrisy is the most embarrassing thing of all. Getting caught the way Chris Cuomo did would spur an existential crisis in most people. You might decide to devote the rest of your life to personal humility in response. You might move to Paraguay in shame and never speak in public again. But not Chris Cuomo. He didn't look back. He blamed the other guy and kept going. Cuomo was right there on television just last night, haranguing people for doing precisely what he did. But there's also feel, fatigue. I've had it. Season's changing. It's getting warm. Want to get back to it. Look at these fools. Fools. I know they want to be out there. Fools, it's not about you. What about the other people? And look, I'm not going to castigate you. That's not my job. I'm not your daddy. Fools, it's not about you, says the buff CNN anchor. Because if there's one thing in this world that Chris Cuomo just can't stand, it's narcissism. He hates it. It doesn't seem to occur to Chris Cuomo for a moment that he may be actually describing himself. It never occurs to any of these people. It's never one time occurred to Chris Cuomo's brother, the governor of New York. Andrew Cuomo just gave a pungent press briefing, as he so often does. Maybe you saw it. If not, watch this clip and tell us what you notice. I think it's disrespectful of people not to wear masks. 
I mean, think about it. Do I think local government should be enforcing it? And should there be sanctions? Yes. Yes. Uh, because it is a public health emergency. And I think there should be a penalty. Because you could literally kill someone. You could literally kill someone because you didn't want to wear a mask. Hear that, Dumbo? You're hard of hearing? Listen up. It's disrespectful. You could literally kill someone by not wearing a mask. Says the man not wearing a mask, who happens to be sitting next to other people who are not wearing masks. Do they hear themselves when they talk like this? On some level, they do. They know they're hypocritical frauds, and that's exactly why they lecture you so hysterically. It makes them feel better. They probably suspect you know it, too. It's just so obvious. They simply don't care enough about your opinion to bother with what you think. That's all of them. This would be infuriating if these people didn't run the world. But it's worse than that because they do. Sutter County, Wendell Anderson, Yuba County have written supporting memos that they posted on the Internet on social media saying that they supported the good Dr. Ratchet in her opening up these businesses and they weren't going to fuss with these businesses. Good for them. I think that's good. Here's what I like. Now, I've been waiting for Dr. or not Dr., but Sheriff D'Agostino up there in El Dorado County to do something. But there's a great article uh, about the there's something going on in Riverside County. Now, Riverside County's got a lot of population and it's big county down Southern California. And they have a sheriff up there. Uh, he says the title is I refuse to make criminals out of business owners. Well, thank you, Jesus, that he's got some cojones. Chad Blanco or Bianco, Chad Bianco, B-I-A-N-C-O, reaffirmed his stance on not enforcing stringent stay-at-home orders. Thank you, Chad. Hallelujah to you. He told the Board of Supervisors that he refuses to make criminals out of business owners, single moms, and otherwise healthy people for exercising their constitutional rights. Now, thank you, God. That's normal thinking. This guy has got a brain. He's got a patriot brain. Eight weeks ago, he said officials, including Gavin Newsom, participated in something never done before in our nation's history. Government ordered residents into their homes, closed their businesses, made them wear masks, forbid them from going to church, eliminated constitutional freedoms put in place over 200 years ago. People think about what these nutcases are doing. These guys are mad scientists. They're not good doctors. And Dr. Ratchet is playing into it. Is she deceived? I don't know. Is she stupid? I don't know. Whatever she's doing, she's doing the wrong thing for us. Whatever the cause, I don't know. Is she mentally ill? I don't know. I don't know her that well. 
what she's doing is the wrong thing. You know something? One day I was driving over the 10th Street Bridge. It was in the morning. As I was coming over the crest of the bridge going to Yuba City, going east, sorry, going west, in the right-hand lane. And I had a car in the left-hand lane, and we were kind of just pacing. We were just going at the same amount of speed. And so we're going over, and we just went over the top of the bridge and started to go down the other side, and boom, there's a car coming right at us in the wrong lane. He should have been on the other side of the concrete wall. He got somehow on our side, was coming right at us, and when he saw us, he panicked and stopped, and we stopped. Now, he's just like Dr. Ratchet. I didn't know what was wrong with that guy. He backed up, he got turned around, and he went the same way as us. I didn't know whether he was mentally ill, he got confused, or he was drunk or on drugs. I have no idea. And he disappeared off into the into the town. What I do know is he was coming the wrong way. And if if the my partner who was to the left of me in another car and I hadn't stopped and this other guy hadn't stopped, we would have had a real mess on our hands. Now, listen, I don't know why Dr. Ratchet is doing what she's doing. Either she's mentally ill, either she's sold out to the communists or she's not very smart. All of them, no matter what it is. She's doing the wrong thing for our community. Now, she made an adjustment some. But to write these things and, and lecture us and, and want to paddle our little intellectual rear end, she's out of line. She's out of line. And she does not have the right to run. She may have a legal right to put people in jail and all that. But, girl, don't even go down that road. You're going to get yourself in trouble. I'm talking about people getting gnarly on you. Uh, people are not going to go for this. They're going for it so far. But people are d- about done. And and people that are out in the front got their chin stuck out are going to get they're going to get clocked. I'm telling you. I'm I'm warning you. Either she's mental, she's she uh is following the guidance of communists that are going to overthrow this city. Listen, I can't deal with Sacramento. I go down there and protest, but I'm protesting for you, Sutter, because that's where I live. And what's going on here is nutso. We got a couple of good sheriffs, but I mean, they, they need to step it up. Now, let me read you what Bianco says. He says, government ordered residents into their home, dot, 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 that we've been, we've been not doing that for 200 years in the name of a public health crisis. And that, see, he says, in the name of a crisis. Our liberties and constitutional protections were placed on hold in the name of a crisis. There isn't a real crisis, people. They created a crisis. People get sick every day in our community of all kinds of stuff. The doctors' offices and ERs are full of people. They got STDs, STDs, STIs, sexually transmitted diseases. They got all kinds of infections. They got stuff. They they overeat. They they're they're obese. They're diabetic. They're they're they got hypertension. They got stuff. Nobody's freaking about about it. This thing is a political fiasco, and they just picked up an illness to to cause a big deal. Officials Bianco says 
have asked a lot of residents over the last two months as part of a greater effort to flatten the curve and prevent hospitals from being completely overwhelmed. But da, da, da. Hospitals are empty, people. What do you think's going on? He said it worked. What isn't being emphasized is that 2,000 of 4,300 people have been tested. I'm not going to get into all this. I just want to get the important stuff he said. Bianca says, Bianca says, I knew they could be trusted to act as responsible adults, and I was correct. As we continue, I will reinforce my position. Not only do we not have the resources to enforce unreasonable orders, that's what Dr. Ratchet's doing, unreasonable orders. He said, I refuse to make criminals out of business owners, single moms, and otherwise healthy individuals for exercising their constitutional rights. There cannot be a new normal. That's what all these politicians said. They're ne- we're never going back. They're, we're going to have a new normal. He says they, they, there cannot be a new normal because he's citing the country's fundamental freedom of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Listen, people, when these politicians say there's not going to be a new, no- there's going to be a new normal, that means they, they're discounting the Constitution of the United States. You better read it. You can't take their words on face value. They're code words. When they say we're never going back, there's never going to be the old normal. It's over. What's that mean? That means they're going to control every aspect of your life. They're going to tell you what you can eat, where you can go, uh, how close you can be to one another, how many people you can have in a room. How do you think that's going to work out? That's going to stop every type of protest. You know what they arrested the other day when they arrested people at the Capitol? You know what the actual charge was? There was nobody breaking anything. There was nobody throwing anything. Uh, There was no combative action. There was no people out of hand. You know what the actual charge was at the state Capitol? Do you think it was vandalism? Uh, trespassing on private areas. No, it was not keeping six feet distance. Think about that, people. If they go into a church and they said you can have 50 people and you have 53 people, they're going to get you're going to get your permit taken for, for meeting. Think about it, people. You have taken your freedom for granted. The second thing people were charged for at the state capitol were for not getting a permit to meet. Where where in the Constitution does it say, if you have to get a permit to meet, that means you do not have freedom of assembly. That means somebody else, uh, he said, you have, you have the right to get a permit, apply for a permit. It does not say you have a right to apply for a permit. It says you have freedom. Anytime you think you want to meet, you have a right to meet. Bianco says any new normal is a direct attack on the basic rights which set us apart and make us the greatest country in the world. This guy, this guy has got his head on straight. On Tuesday, Governor Newsom warned that despite the state gradually entering into the new fa- next phase of economic recovery, California will not return to normal until a vaccine is developed and available. What if it's not going to be for a year or two? What if he says, okay, it's available and now... We can only go back if everybody in the state 
takes a vaccine. What do you think the chances are of everybody in the state taking a vaccine? There isn't. There's no chance. This is this is a heads. This is from nuisance nuisance point of view. Heads I win, tails you lose. The public's going to lose either way on this deal unless we have a mass insurrection. He says, Governor Newsom says, we are not going back to normal. It's a new normal with adaptation and modifications until we get to immunity and a vaccine. He is totally out of his mind. This guy is a dictator. He's no different than Pol Pot, Mao Zedong, Stalin, Ho, Ho Chi Minh. Same, same, same. The spirit is the same. Spirit is the same. Bianco says, uh, here's another. I, I got this. Uh, this was posted on Sheriff Scott Jones' Facebook site. And it says that it's his his writing. He said, it's time. It's time to let people out of their houses and responsibly open the economy, to let businesses thrive and employees and former employees get back to work. It's time to develop, develop a pan, plan for all businesses to be open. If car washes, Starbucks, adult boutiques, pot shops have been considered essential throughout this, really aren't all businesses essential? It's time to reflect on decisions we've made under the pretext. You see this pretext of a panic, not a pandemic, a pretext. We don't have a pandemic such as why we have forced to let over 1,100 inmates out of Sacramento's COVID-free jail into a community where the law-abiding are still locked down. Do you realize that Yuba County Jail is COVID-free and we've been dumping inmates out of there left and right? In fact, uh, immigration inmates, federal judges are releasing immigration inmates claiming there's COVID problems. There's no COVID problems in jail. It's all political. Sutter County deputies just did an amazing bust. Matthew Lewis, Josh Walton, and Jalinder or Jatinder Chohan stole a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of farm equipment. It really steams me when these farmers get ripped off this way. I was just talking to somebody, a friend of mine works for one of the bigger farmers in the air, and she said, Lou, we're getting stolen blind. Our pumps are being stolen. Our copper wires are being stolen. These guys ripped farm equipment off over $200,000. You know how many days in jail they did? They just got cited and released. You know why? Because the judicial system in the state of California is just now just releasing people. They're not even holding people. Zero bail needed. And um, you'd think this is a felony. They. What do you think of farmers? They did... They. They set up a sting and they caught caught these guys. One guy, two guys are thirty nine. One guy's forty two. They led to the let's see. They set up a sting, which ultimately led to the arrest of three suspects and recovery of approximately a hundred thousand dollars worth of farming equipment. Hundred thousand dollars, people. It isn't like stealing a TV from Walmart. They said that they the farmers lost over two hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment. But of co- because of COVID D, they let these guys out. They never even did any time. Stole all this, and there's still a hundred thousand some dollars missing. They got away with it. 
people, those people should have been shot, these guys. At some point, we need to just form a vigilante group and go out and take care of these people. I mean, I go into the jail and try to help straighten these guys out, but you, you're just going to let these guys run over everybody, steal their stuff, steal 200000 How many farmers do you think can afford, afford that? It's ridiculous. So so it's what uh, Scott Jones says, Sacramento County Sheriff, hey, I need to take a break. Shoot, I'm going right past the deal, not even paying attention. Hold on. I'll finish up Scott Jones in a minute. Let's get uh, stopped here. government-mandated lockdowns do not appear to stop the spread of COVID-19. This is really, really important to look at from a scientific perspective because politicians are claiming that their government-mandated lockdowns are the reason the 2 million Americans did not die from COVID-19. And therefore, politicians are using that as a justification to continue these draconian lockdowns. But correlation does not equal causation. So did the government-mandated lockdowns work? It does not appear so. Here's the science. A Stanford scientist named Dr. T.J. Rogers ran a study comparing the death rates in U.S. states that locked down early versus states that locked down late. And he found statistically there's basically no correlation between the lockdowns and COVID-19 deaths. Rogers writes in the Wall Street Journal, and I quote, We ran a simple one variable correlation of deaths per million and days to shut down, which range from minus 10 days some states shut down before any sign of COVID-19, to 35 days for South Dakota, one of seven states with limited or no shutdown. The correlation coefficient was 5.5%, so low that the engineers I used to employ, he says, would have summarized it as no correlation and moved on to find the real cause of the problem, end quote. In addition, German and Swiss studies showed the reproduction rate of the COVID-19 virus slowed to one which means each infected person only infects one other person, which means the epidemic can't expand before the government-mandated lockdowns in those countries. Look at the data. How did Germany and Switzerland slow the spread? With individual social distancing, hand hygiene, masks, and cancellation of large events. The lockdowns made no statistical difference. Furthermore, a new preprint from scientist Thomas Mounier found that full lockdowns in Western European nations had no impact on the COVID-19 epidemic, but individual social distancing did. Mounier found that the lockdowns in each country he studied, Italy, France, Spain, and Great Britain, were imposed right at the peak of deaths. But remember, there's a lag of 22 days before behavior changes impact deaths, so it wasn't the lockdowns that impacted deaths. It was the individual social distancing measures that were implemented weeks earlier. And that's not all. Data pulled from Apple Maps about users' mobility shows that in New York City, Chicago, and Los Angeles, the government lockdowns had only limited impact in reducing people's activity. This data shows that individual social distancing on a voluntary basis was enough to change people's behavior. And the lockdowns had only a negligible impact after the voluntary individual social distancing was taking effect. In other words, people in these big cities had already gone quiet before the government imposed lockdowns. 
In other words, the science and the data-driven evidence shows that government-mandated lockdowns do not work. And politicians who claim lockdowns do work are ignoring the science. Close your eyes and get out kiss you. All right, uh, so check this out. Let me finish what Scott Jones is saying. He says it's time to reflect on the decisions we have made under the pretext of the pandemic. In other words, he didn't buy it. Such as why were we forced to let over 1,100 inmates out of Sacramento's COVID-free jail? Most of these jails are COVID-free. I don't know of any local jails that that have COVID. At a time when the community where the law-abiding community are still locked down. You let jail people go free and COVID people, uh, all the other people are locked down. This is, this is a a totalitarian move. People don't, I'm telling you, uh, you're going to get your nose broke on this. Unless if you think, Oh, well, we just didn't know. Hey, stupid. Don't get you out of anything. Like John Wayne says something like life is hard, particularly when you're stupid. He says it's time to place responsibility for hygiene and healthy practices back in the hands of the public rather than being forced on them by the government and Dr. Ratchet. Come on, people, pay attention. It's time to recognize that this year is and will continue to be tragic because of the pandemic, but that it does not mean that the next several years have to be to be devastated as well by economic and social ruin from continued inertia remember newton's law of motion and lack of motion it's time to understand that stay at home equals loss of tax revenue and that equals significant cuts to law enforcement and fire departments da, da, da. this thing you wonder i'm telling you people if you go back and just read the history the just the last 50 years of venezuela the people in venezuela had it really good they were so stupid they voted in hugo chavez and today They are eating out of dumpsters. I'm not talking about homeless people. I'm talking about the average citizen that had a job at one time. The entire country has melted down. You go into a grocery store, there's nothing on the shelves. You've been seeing a sign of it. If If our food system, right now there's a trouble in the meat distributing. Our foods, you went in the stores, you saw those empty shelves. That's just a little taste of socialism. Because in Venezuela, there's nothing there. When I was in Russia, right after the fall of communism, those shells were bare. They were 90% bare. He says, it's time to recognize that we, the people, have willingly acquiesced to loss of freedom. That means we slept, people. Loss of income and loss of social connection. That means a six-foot order, social connection. That's bad for people. It's bad mentally. It's bad physically. It's bad for your immune system to not be connected to people. We're designed that way. God made us. We are not evolved from an ape. The loss of connection for the greater good, but now we are ready to responsibly get back to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Listen, these sheriffs know we need people like this. Scott Jones and and uh, the Riverside County Sheriff Bianca, Bianco. 
Chad Bianco. God bless him. God bless Chad Bianco. He says, I refuse to make criminals out of our business owners. Every one of these counties has been releasing criminals onto our streets. People, it's crazy, totally crazy what's going on. And you and we just can't go any farther. We got to take a stand. Randy Mitchell told me the other day, I talked to him on the phone at Uppercuts Barbershop. He says, I told him, he said, Lou, if they want me to stop barbering, they're going to have to lock me up or shoot me. They're going to have to lock me up or shoot me. That's it. There isn't any opposition. If they want to take my license, I'm not doing anything wrong. Take my license. I don't need a darn license to cut people's hair. I've been saying that for years. It's criminal for the state of California to demand people to have a license to cut people's hair. If I had much hair to cut, I don't need somebody to show me. I've never asked a barber to show me their license and give me their credentials or some references before they cut my hair. I've never done that. And if I don't really like it, if it isn't perfect, I know it's going to grow out and it will get it better the next time. I never worry about it. I've gotten cuts in third world countries that there is no sanitation rules. And I just turned out fine. So all your talk baloney, it's just crap. All these licenses at the state level is all about control and getting money out of people. They're a total fallacious ripoff. They're Nazis is all they are. And at some point, we need to just throw them totally out of the Yuba Sutter area. Just tell them, don't even come up here. We're going to be kicking your butt and throwing you back in your state car with your clipboard. All right. Well, I wanted to uh, let me jump back here and um, just give a shout out to uh, Monty Hecker. I was talking to Monty earlier today because he posted something on my Facebook page. And I, I liked it. It was a Scott Jones thing. I said, hey, you sure this is good? Good, good source. And we were talking and I see Bonnie Hecker's uh, guards. They're working all downtown Marysville because nobody is enforcing any of these laws on the homeless. They're just running all over town going nuts on stuff. In fact, I should, we should get a, some help with a special turn in lane over here behind me. We got so much heroin being dealt out of here. So many cars in and out of here. It's unbelievable. We need a traffic cop over here to help people get in, manage the traffic. But we we can't uh, we can't deal with that. But we can chase down and we can put people out of business. We can't put a heroin dealer out of business, but we can put a barber out of business. We can put a little old uh, uh, salon out of business where they're trying to raise their kid. Some single mom's trying to raise her kid, or a young mother, young wife, put her out of business. But we can't put a, a guy that's going to poop in your driveway out of business, a drunk out of business. Don't want to mess with them. We got to put up with them. So Monty Hecker is runs Elite Universal Security here in Northern California. He's based in Yuba County at 5548 Feather River Boulevard. His number is 530-749-0280. 530-749-0280. You need a job. You want to be a guard. He will train you. He will take you right where you are. If you've got a bad attitude, don't even sign up. But he's looking for people that are honest, got a good attitude, got good work ethic, and uh, salt-of-the-earth type people. He'll put you to work. He'll train you, give you a chance, and he'll put you to work wherever you're located. You're up in Butte County, Shasta County, 
below Sacramento, down there, Lathrop, all up and down, he's got jobs. These guys are doing all kinds of farm security, business security, personal security for, like, residents. He's, they're, they're securing government buildings. They're doing a lot of work. So check it out. Also, if you want to go get a permit for your gun, I'm, I'm not going to get one. But if you want to get one, a concealed weapon permit, they once or twice a month on the weekends, they'll do one day in the classroom and one day on the range. So he will hook you up. Okay? So tell him Lou sent you. He's a big supporter of this show. He helps me stay on the air, Monty Hecker, the elite universal security. And the other one is the plumbing doctor. And uh, they just added, an, I think, a fourth or fifth truck for the Yuba Sutter area. And uh, they can come out and they can get your business. I just had them out here. What I think the last thing I had them do was, uh, you know, the toilet wasn't working right. right, And uh, they needed to do an upgrade on the the fastener where it fastens to the floor. And I, I put in a new uh, commercial faucet in my sink in the kitchen. And they fixed a little leak for me on my water heater and just got me done. Boom, boom. It was gone. I just, I just, when I leave, go to the jail to teach or something like that, I just leave, leave them, leave the door open. They come in and knock it out. Boom. I'm gone. They're done. I'm done. Fixed all my problems. They will give you a quote that's uh, off a menu. It's a preset price, so you know exactly what you're getting into. Really easy, and they'll come 24 hours a day. They'll do their best to come the same day. In fact, that's what they said. I saw their ad on, on Facebook. I thought, man, that was a cool ad. You just click on it and had all these things they do. And they said, well, for most cases, we can come the same day. And I, I asked Ted Holmes, who runs, who owns it. I said, you can do that. He said, yeah, most of the time we can do that. And uh, so, you know, I, I said, that's a great ad because we were talking about the lady who put that together. And I said, Ted, that's a good that's a good thought, because people think just like you have a plumbing problem. You think, I wonder, what do you think? First thing that comes to mind, I wonder if they can come today. I said, Ted, that's exactly what I think. Let's get it done today. So if you want it, want some help from him, plumbing doctor, uh, he serves Yuba Sutter County. He's 530-671-9111. Five three zero six seven one nine one one one, and they will help you. They will help you do a great job. All right, I'm going to get back into this now. Uh, okay, I'm telling. There's something going on with immigration. The immigration judges. I didn't think they could do this because I thought that the Justice Department, when the, if, a ju- if a judge ruled. In favor of an immigration case, the the prosecuting people could also always appeal it. But under this emergency with this uh, COVID, this is uh, allowing judges to just release people to come back to court later. And I just I got a call from a couple gals that uh, have been fighting their immigration cases, and they got let out. They just let them out here at Yuba County. Unbelievable. Uh, that has nothing to do with the Yuba County Sheriff's Department. It's a federal holding facility. They are just serving the federal government to take care of the prisoners. But it's the federal government that puts people in there and takes people out. It has nothing to do with a local judge or the local DA or the local Sheriff's Department. They just do what they're told. 
But a, a federal judges, this article in, in Breitbart, they they helped free nearly 200 illegal aliens that uh, some of them were murderers, rapists, and sex offenders. Now, isn't that interesting? I, I don't think that's a good deal. I do not think that's a good deal. And at some point, people are just going to people are going to go uh, fire on people that are out in the community, and they they're up to no good. So uh, there there's some kind of leverage from this whole pandemic, this supposed pandemic. Uh, the data f- released by ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, said that. 192 illegals have been ordered free from detention in the U.S. About 171 of those illegals have been convicted or accused of crimes against Americans. Los Angeles, California, Boston, Massachusetts, New York City, New York, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania has has seen the most widespread court-ordered releases of illegal aliens. It also mentions San Francisco in here. Uh, in, in Los Angeles, for instance, 52 illegals have been freed into the U.S. They're not being freed into their country. They're being freed back into the U.S. About 43 of those illegals have been convicted or accused of crimes such as homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, juvenile sex offenses, and child cruelty. This is the Democrats for you folks. Um, federal judges in Boston helped 44 go free. 42 of those have been convicted or accused of crimes like rape, assault, drug trafficking, and domestic violence. 34 illegals released in New York City, 32 of whom convicted and accused of sexual assault, rape, assault, cruelty to a child, drug possession, drunk driving. Other releases, oh, here's 10 10 released in, uh, in San Francisco, eight of which have been convicted or accused of lewd acts with a child, robbery, burglary, and drunk driving. Five illegals out of Detroit, Michigan, all of which have been convicted or accused of homicide or multiple drunk driving charges. Um, it's it's just it's bad, and what's happening is it's George Soros, the Hungarian billionaire, who loves uh, communist types operations. He's funding the American Civil Liberties Union more more often uh, heard, said it's the ACLU. ACLU. And it's being funded by Soros. And they've sought the release of thousands of convicted and accused criminals in the state prisons and ICE detention centers. And they filed a lawsuit in Orange County. It's interesting because my son-in-law actually is a sergeant in the Orange County Jail. And they're demanding 500 inmates from the region's prison system be released. And it's interesting. Orange County's prisons have emptied by nearly 45% people. These are people that they didn't lose. They didn't win their case. They lost their case and were doing time and they just released them. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'm trying to look here for um, anything else relatable to what we're talking about. Uh, oh, here we go. 
Have you ever wondered about this? There's some statistics I want to give you. We're coming up to a break here, but uh, I'll see if I can slide this in. Huh? Now I can't find it. Uh, must be down here a little bit farther. Here we go. So this is an interesting thing that came up on the social media. It says Walmart has 1.5 million employees, Amazon 750,000 employees, Kroger 500,000, Target 350,000, Costco 214,000 for a total of 3,314,000 total employees. This person says all of these companies have not had any reported cases of the virus in the news. Yet, every employee in these companies encounters thousands of people every day. None of these companies have closed stores. I want you to think about that. Like that meat company, Smithfield, the big hog pork operation up in South Dakota that the Chinese bought out. They ended up having two or 300 employees sick up there. And the Chinese been in and out of that company all the time. But Walmart, Amazon, Kroger, Target, Costco, 3.314 total employees. It said every employee in these companies encounters thousands of people every day. None of these companies have closed doors. However, all of a sudden, all the meatpacking plants are closed. Don't you think that's odd that all the meat plant? What, what are the meat, the significance of a meatpacking plant that the workers would get Kung flu? Why? Where's the science behind this? Do you think there's something significant about this? This guy says nothing of this nothing of this makes any sense to me. How he said, however, all of a sudden all the meatpacking plants are closing and small businesses are still not allowed to open. What's going on? You thought about it? You think there's anything to do with the deep state? Did you believe that Trump was in, in cahoots with with the uh, Russians? Did you think Colonel Flynn was a liar? Highly decorated Colonel Flynn? You buy into all that. You buy into this stuff with with uh, you buying into all this global warming. It's been all disproved. You buy into the fact that bird blenders and solar is the thing of the future, even though it's breaking PG&E and uh, it's just a big waste of money compared to fossil fuels. You think, oh, it's just it's cleaner than fossil fuels. No, it isn't. It's cheaper than fossil fuels. No, it isn't. Not by a chance, not not even close. Much more expensive than fossil fuels. Global warming's a hoax. Pandemic, the pandemic response is a hoax. It's a mirage. It's a ruse. The the, the pandemic itself, the the illness itself, is just a ruse or a distraction to take over everything. If you don't get that, that's your problem. You're going to be living under a socialist operation. I, and, and at some point, they'll tell you you can't leave your home. They, they're doing that today in Vietnam. They just tell entire villages, you, no one can leave the village. So it's a bad deal, people. The only way you're going to get 
get it stopped is go visit the city council meetings, stand up and talk for a couple of minutes, go to a supervised meeting. You don't need to be on the agenda during the open forum. You can, they're not going to necessarily answer you, but you can, you can write them the information on a piece of paper, give it to them and you can speak it. You people, we, you got to deal with this. If you let stuff go, it's going to come back to bite you. So we got one more segment to go and uh, give me a second to freshen up here. And then I'm going to blast through the final sec- segment and uh, hopefully finish with a bang. Well, Rinad, who lives out in Riyadh, says I won't return her texts. And Miriam out in the mam says I owe her two rent checks. And Lena, who lives in Medina, tries to sue me so I flee. They have cause, but we have laws, so they won't be chasing me. Can't drive Lexus. Illinois They'd Governor J.B. Pritzker says churches in his state will not be allowed to hold services with more than 50 people until a COVID-19 vaccine is developed or another highly effective treatment is discovered or until Illinois sees no new cases of the coronavirus over a significant period of time. Take a look at this. Can the governor provide more clarity to churches regarding holding services? Should they plan not to hold services larger than 50 people until their region has moved to phase five? Um, Well, you know that in phase three, there there can be gatherings, church gatherings of 10 or fewer in phase four, 50 or fewer. So that's the guidance that's been given to me. I'm not the one providing that guidance. It really is what the scientists and epidemiologists are recommending. You heard that right. No church services of more than 50 people in the state of Illinois until a vaccine. Because gatherings of more than 50 people are prohibited until phase five of Illinois' reopening plan. And phase five requires a vaccine or highly effective therapeutic to be widely available. Not just developed, widely available. Now you might be asking, what if a vaccine is never developed? We'll get to that in a moment. But first, guys, there's been a discovery in the Constitution underneath the First Amendment. It says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion unless there's a COVID-19 crisis or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, except if it's more than 50 people, then it's banned until a vaccine. Oh, no, wait. The First Amendment actually reads Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Period. There is no exception in the First Amendment for COVID-19. If you doubted how power-hungry our politicians are, here is your proof. And Governor Pritzker isn't the only one. California Governor Gavin Newsom said essentially the same thing, that these lockdowns are the new normal until a vaccine. Take a listen. Uh, We talk about what the new normal will look like. As I said, uh, normal it will not be. Uh, At least until we had herd immunity uh, and we have a vaccine. Here's the thing. Try applying this absurd standard to the flu. Guess what? We'd be shut down forever because even with a widely distributed flu shot, we still have tens of millions of cases of the flu every year and 50,000 deaths. It's stupid to refuse to lift the lockdown until a COVID-19 vaccine. And here are five reasons why. Number one, there's no guarantee a COVID vaccine will be developed. Many viruses don't have vaccines. Number two, Even if a COVID vaccine is developed, 
it might not be effective. The flu vaccine is horribly ineffective. According to the CDC, the 2019-2020 flu shot is only 37 to 45 percent effective. And in the past three years combined, it's only prevented 10 percent of flu deaths. 50,000 people still die in the U.S. every year from influenza. Number three, people don't want to be guinea pigs for a new vaccine. Remember the H1N1 vaccine? It was super dangerous for kids. Number four, speaking of kids, kids aren't at risk from COVID-19, so many parents don't want to load up their kids with another vaccine. Number five, in the meantime, while we're locked down waiting for a vaccine, how many people will die thanks to the lockdowns? The point is, politicians are shifting the goalposts and enough is enough. First, it was social distance for 15 days so the hospitals aren't overwhelmed, which morphed into lockdown for 30 days to slow the reproduction rate of the virus to one so the epidemic can't expand. And now even that has morphed into no church with more than 50 people indefinitely until some undetermined future time when a hypothetical magic cure or vaccine is invented. We all want to defeat COVID-19. But stripping away our fundamental freedoms is not the way to do it. And every politician who tries should be voted out of office. I don't like words that hide the truth. I don't like words that conceal reality. I don't like euphemisms or euphemistic language. And American English is loaded with euphemisms because Americans have a lot of trouble dealing with reality. Americans have trouble facing the truth. So they invent the kind of a soft language to protect themselves from it. And it gets worse with every generation. For some reason, it just keeps getting worse. I'll give you an example of that. There's a condition in combat most people know about it. It's when a fighting person's nervous system has been stressed to its absolute peak and maximum, can't take any more input. The nervous system has either snapped or is about to snap. In the First World War, that condition was called shell shock. Simple, honest, direct language. Two syllables, shell shock. Almost sounds like the guns themselves. That was 70 years ago. Then a whole generation went by and the Second World War came along and we, the very same combat condition was called battle fatigue. Four syllables now, takes a little longer to say, doesn't seem to hurt as much. Fatigue is a nicer word than shock, shell shock, battle fatigue. Then we had the war in Korea, 1950. Madison Avenue was riding high by that time. And the very same combat condition was called operational exhaustion. <laughs> hey, we're up to eight syllables now. And the humanity has been squeezed completely out of the phrase. It's totally sterile now. Operational exhaustion. Sounds like something that might happen to your car. Then, of course, came the war in Vietnam, which has only been over for about 16 or 17 years. And thanks to the lies and deceit surrounding that war, I guess it's no surprise that the very same condition was called post-traumatic stress disorder. Still eight syllables, but we've added a hyphen. And the pain is completely buried under jargon. Post-traumatic stress disorder. I'll bet you, if we'd have still been calling it shell shock, some of those Vietnam veterans might have gotten the attention they needed at the time. I'll bet you that. I'll bet you that. They say they're going to pre-board those passengers in need of special assistance. Cripples! Simple, honest, direct language. 
There's no shame attached to the word cripple that I can find in any dictionary. No shame attached to it. In fact, it's a word used in Bible translations. Jesus healed the cripples. Doesn't take seven words to describe that condition. But we don't have any cripples in this country anymore. We have the physically challenged. Is that a grotesque enough evasion for you? How about differently abled? I've heard them call that differently abled. You can't even call these people handicapped anymore. They'll say, we're not handicapped, we're handicapable. <laughs> these poor people have been bullshitted by the system into believing that if you change the name of the condition, somehow you'll change the condition. Well, hey, cousin, doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. We have no more deaf people in this country, hearing impaired. No one's blind anymore, partially sighted or visually impaired. We have no more stupid people. Everybody has a learning disorder. <laughs> or he's minimally exceptional. How would you like to be told that about your child? He's minimally exceptional. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> Psychologists actually have started calling ugly people those with severe appearance deficits. It's getting so bad that any day now I expect to hear a rape victim referred to as an unwilling sperm recipient. Listen to that Duquesne whistle blowing. Blowing lights gonna sweep my world away. I'm gonna stop in Carbondale and keep on going. That Duke right. King So, uh, we're in our final uh, stretch home, uh, sixth segment here of the 58th episode, May 9th episode, and I just want to clean up a couple areas. If you ever thought that the Republicans are really against abortion, you have to think again because they're still funding it. And I just I ran across this thing. Carol Everett was one of the first abortion clinic owners that actually saw the light and got out of the business when it made her finally made her sick. And uh, there's been others since then. But I, I ran into this short quote <clears throat> paragraph that Carol Everett said, who used to not only be an abortion clinic manager, but an owner. She said, our plan to sell abortions was called sex education. And that was to break down their, their being the young girls, their natural modesty, separate them, the girls, from their parents and their values and become the sex expert in their lives. So they'd turn to us and we'd give them a low dosage that would uh, get that they would end up getting pregnant on. In other words, a low dosage birth control pill that wasn't as as uh, foolproof as a stronger dosage. Or we would give them defective condom condoms because we did not buy the most expensive brands. We bought the cheapest condoms, she said. So we'd give them condoms. They'd give them the sense of security, prevention, but they wouldn't really work like normal high-quality condoms. Mm -hmm. 
Carol Everett said, our goal, our business plan, was to get three to five abortions from every girl between the ages of 13 and 18. I want you to think about that for a while. Does that sound evil to you? It sounds evil to me. It just sounds evil. Gnarly. And now in the, uh, let's see if I can find this. Um, there, oh, this is in last week's. I didn't get it covered in last week's. So let me see if I can jump across here and see if I can find it. Here's something that Brian Johnson wrote about the, these things just happen all the time. They're very different, difficult to stay up with because you just can't stay up with all this stuff. It just, it just comes at you every single day. Unless you know where to find it, you don't see it. It says, on February 4th, Governor Newsom and your Department of Health Services, in response to a California Freedom of Information Act request, admitted that they will pay for abortion through all nine months of pregnancy and without any need for a medically indicated reason. You remember when we used to argue the whole pregnancy, the abortion thing, and people say, well, are you saying, you know, the straw man argument for the pro-abortion people was, are you saying that women that have been raped or had incest, have they cannot have an abortion? They'd always bring that up, even though it's less than 1% of all the abortions. But but the what they're really saying is that women, to get that a late-term abortion, they would have to say that abortion, in other words, they're saying, we just want to have rare abortions just, and, and we're going to save if, if uh, we got to save the mother or save somebody, then we'll have an abortion. Right. But here's what's really going on. They admitted they will pay for abortion through all nine months of pregnancy and without any need for a medically indicated reason, no reason. I just want one. Not going to give you a reason. It's inconvenient for me. I don't want to get a stretch marks or something. Neither the condition of the child nor the mother need to be at stake for the state government to pay for the abortion. Abortion is California's only elective medical procedure that is now practiced without any regulation or medical standards of oversight. You know, they're making a big deal about cleanliness and and wiping down stuff repeatedly all day and washing your hands multiple times a day. And yet, to operate on a woman and remove a baby from her is practiced now without any regulation or medical standards of oversight. Why do you think that is? Because they just want to kill as many kids as they can. It says here, all oversight and regulations were removed in a sweeping measure sponsored by radical abortion advocates or advocate Richard Pan. He's a, he's a congressman. And it's AB 980. That's a bill. Assembly Bill 980. Richard Pan. He's a pro-abortionist. This lack of respect for mothers and babies, according to Brian Johnston, and even the safety and indivi- of individuals involved in this unregulated corner of the health industry, particularly in the era of COVID-19, where everything's got to be spick and span, clean, highly regulated. You can't come in here without a mask. 
is a blind and illogical commitment to the nature, the culture of death. California veterinary, veterinary law requires much greater cleanliness and medical safety for dogs and cats than the state offers mothers and their babies. I want you to think about that. All the BS we've been given by liberals for all these years, and we take better care, more sanitary, more sterile for dogs and cats than the state offers mothers and babies. I want you to think about that. There is a rabid desire to murder babies in this country, a rabid desire. They, and they, it's, it's almost a holy, sacred right that they think they have to sacrifice their children. And, and it's not a new thing. I was just reading through the Old Testament recently, and it talked about burning their children in the fire, offering them to Molech and different, different idols, and offering them to appease the demons when bad things were happening to the country. Bad deal. Really bad deal. Well, I'm going to back up here. Oh, that's, uh, I'm on my wrong. I need to get over to my other file. Okay, here we go again. This is interesting. Um, I, I think one of the clips I'm playing you today, uh, the one with Tucker Carlson talks about this guy, but but the original scientist in England that came up with the fantastic figures on how many people are going to die, he added over 2 million or something. His name is Neil Ferguson. Tucker, I don't want to steal Tucker Carlson's thunder, but uh, – but these, I'm just giving an example of socialists saying, do as I say, not as I do. So Neil Ferguson, who indicated you need to, we need to self-quarantine and do all these things to uh, control society and reduce the freedoms of society to stop the plague spread. But he uh, repeatedly brought a... a uh, a married woman with children into his house to have an affair with her and then actually got COVID and still brought her in to have sex with her. And then somebody finally figured it out. Now this is the guy who created some of the models that were incredibly inaccurate. He's from the UK, United Kingdom, Neil Ferguson. He's a professor and he, epi epidemiologist epidemiologist of imperial college london that's where the first covid stats came from so he's now resigned from his role as a senior scientific advisor to the british government tuesday evening because they caught him being a total hypocrite now tucker carlson's argument is all of these people that are pushing this whole agenda are just complete hypocrites. And uh, a second one is a guy named uh, Harley Rauda, or Ruda, R-O-U-D-A. Democrat Harley Ruda 
he's a representative from a Dem- he's a Democrat representative, first time uh, representative from California. Uh, he was uh, he voted against people using the beaches, but he was spotted on a private beach in Orange County, even as he supported Gavin Newsom's criticism of communities that kept their beaches open to the public. So recently, Newsom ordered a hard close, he called it, a hard close of all the Orange County beaches. Why? Because Orange County voted against him during the election. All the rest of the beaches up and down the state were open, but not Orange County. And he was scolding communities in the county country or county for keeping beaches open to a large number of people during a heat wave. What do you think's best? People just sweat in their houses down there. A lot of them don't even have air conditioning in Southern California. They go to the beach. In a statement last Thursday, Representative Rauta criticized communities that had kept their beaches open. Opening beaches, he said, to the thousands of Southern Californians during a weekend heat wave without adequate social distancing protocols. <clears throat> Opening beaches was a reckless action that put the families of California's 4th District in harm's way. But he went to his own beach. This is typical socialism, communism. Uh, it's just a complete ripoff. Complete ripoff. Where the leaders of the city or the county or the state do what they please and then make excuses on why they couldn't comply with the the new restrictive rules that Dr. Ratchet comes up with. You know you're living in a California or China fornia or communist fornia, California, when with a straight face, Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom actually writes down a bunch of activities that he's good for, he likes, and we're not going to have any disease from him. So he lists about 30 things. Some of them are just neither here nor there, but a lot of them are just totally ridiculous. Athletics, these are all okay. Badminton only if you play singles. Throwing a baseball or softball with somebody. BMX biking. Canoeing singles. Crabbing and cycling. Exploring rock pools. Gardening, but not in groups. Golf. Singles only. Walking. No cart. Golf Nazi. Hiking on trails and paths, all allowing distancing. Horseback riding. Just singles. Jogging or running is okay. Kite boarding, kite surfing, meditation, outdoor photography, picnics with only your own family. No mixing it up with the neighbors. Quad biking, rock climbing, roller skating, rollerblading, rowing, singles, scooters, not in groups. Skateboarding, not in groups. Soft martial arts, Tai Chi and Chi Kung, not in groups. Table tennis and singles. Well, 
somebody, somebody's boy or girl was used to write this up and then get the governor's approval. I want you to think of this if you put this person through college and this is what they actually produced when they're out of college, these lists of permitted activities that they're now going to enforce if you're not doing them or something, something. It's totally crazy, people. Totally, totally crazy. You just wonder, just wonder if some of these things would have happened to other folks. You know, it's it's like I heard somebody say today that uh, this liberal Hollywood person said she didn't care whether uh, Joe Biden molested women, violated women. She was voting for him anyway. If that would have been a Republican doing the things he did to that woman, Tara Reid, I think her name is, he would have never survived. Republican. But Democrat women don't have a problem with raping, fondling, molesting, assaulting women as long as they can still support the person in spite of that. Here's something interesting. I think we're going to end up with a confrontation over church and uh, United States Assembly, excuse me, and United States Attorney General William Barr said that the Mississippi church lawsuit in Greenville uh, regarding that, that that the uh, Mississippi church was their rights were violated by the uh, the government of the county. And. Uh, they don't have to follow the rules. And they were oppressive and abusive of their rights. He says religion and religious worship continue to be central to the lives of millions of Americans. He goes on to say religious communities have rallied to the critical need to protect the community from the spread of the disease by making services available online and in ways that otherwise comply with social distancing guidelines. It's just, uh, it's surreal what's going on, folks. I just hope you can get a handle on it. But they're not, these Mississippi folks in in, uh, Greenville, near Greenville, they have been, they've been ripped a new one by citing all these people. I think their citations were $500 citations. But it cost them a lot of money. And um, I think I failed to mention earlier that the the fight over the uh, cosmetology issue, the Harmeet Dillon Law Group out of Los Angeles, she has local ties here with the Punjabi community particularly, I don't know whether she was raised here or not, but they are suing the state of California, Gavin Newsom, for monkeying around with the uh, harassing the cosmetology people. So that'll be it for this week. Uh, we're we're going to call it a night. And uh, thank you for listening.
do what you can to stand up for right things in your community in the future this this week. And uh, if you run into somebody that you don't know, but uh, you think, oh, I don't want to bother this person. Well, it might be an angel and you didn't even know it. So you might want to give that some second thought. So we'll catch you later. And uh, God bless you. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them, everybody. Sugar to kiss. Sugar to kiss.